Let's get this party started. Welcome everyone to the October edition of Tinsel Tunes. However, it's not a Christmas edition, it's a Halloween edition. <laughs> Before we get into the episode, I would like to apologise. I was going to do two episodes this month, one for Christmas and one for Halloween. However, I had some things going on in my life that basically took the Christmas spirit out of my body for a short time and I wasn't in the right frame of mind to record a Christmas special. I will be putting that one out very shortly. That one of course was about Frosty the Snowman. Okay, so let's set the scene. When we say Halloween movies, one movie that comes to mind is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Most of us are familiar with the songs from The Nightmare Before Christmas, but did you know that most of them have been covered by other artists? So for this episode, I thought we would go through some of those songs and see if you find some new favourites. Some of them are quite interesting, some of them are downright bizarre, but I hope that you'll enjoy all of them. We'll also include a song that was suggested by listener Benji Pearson. The song is a mashup from the songs Come Little Children and The Hanging Tree. I'm also going to play a snippet from the podcast Strong Songs, where host Kurt Hamilton goes into great detail about the song Making Christmas. Most of these songs will be coming from an album called Nightmare Revisited, and a few of them are independent versions. Let's hear from Denny Elfman with the opening of Nightmare Revisited. "'Twas a long time ago, longer now than it seems, in a place that perhaps you have seen in your dreams. For the story that you are about to be told began with the holiday worlds of old. Now you've probably wondered where holidays come from. If you haven't, I'd say that it's time you begun. For the holidays are the result of much fuss and hard work for the worlds that create them for us. Well, you see now, quite simply, that's all that they do, making one unique holiday especially for you. But once, a calamity ever so great occurred when two holidays met by mistake. So we'll start with the song, This is Halloween. I have six songs here, all of them except one, which is the Marilyn Manson version, which, which most of you would have heard of, are independent versions. The first up is a band that I've been getting into recently. They are huge on YouTube and they're called Broken Peach. The band consists of four female main singers, a guitarist, a bass player and a drummer, and occasionally a keyboardist. Hailing from Spain, they sing a wide range of music styles. And check out their YouTube channel for their Halloween covers and their Christmas covers as they usually dress up in costumes. Next up is Leo Moriccioli, who I've featured before. He is a huge YouTube sensation playing uh, mainly heavy metal, so he converts pop songs and other types of genres over to heavy metal, and of course, he couldn't resist some Tim Burton, or in this case, Danny Elfman. Oh, 
Okay, let's bring this down a little. The next version is from Voiceplay, an acapella group, which most of you should be familiar with as they do a few Christmas songs. So this is another YouTuber, uh, her name is Claudia Chiracchia, and she's from Paris in France. He recorded the song back in 2012, and it has garnished almost 10 million views. Okay, and another YouTuber who we featured before is Pilek. This was recorded in 2014 and has almost 9 million views. That was probably one of the more energetic versions of the song we've heard. And now let's finish this segment on the one that most people are familiar with, Marilyn Manson. So the song This Is Halloween certainly makes for some very intense covers. 
So the next popular song, obviously, out of this movie is Making Christmas. So we've got three here. So let's get right into that as well. Starting with Pentatonics. Another song from the Nightmare Revisited album, this is Rise Against. I don't know about you guys but I think sometimes when they heavy these things up to a generic sound like that one it loses the magic that the song originally has. Would you agree? Let me know in the comments on the show notes on the website. And this is from an artist called Nathan Sharp who I found on YouTube. He goes by Nate Wants to Battle and this is his version of Making Christmas. Now, even though I've only showcased three songs here, I'm sure there'll be many, many more that I couldn't find. So if there are, feel free to pop those into the comments of the show notes, and I'll even make another episode just to showcase those ones for you guys to have a listen to. Right, so the next song that has been covered is Kidnap the Sandy Claws, and this is Corn. And this was the only version that I could find of a cover of this song. I forgot to mention that the Rise Against song and this next one from Korn are also both off the Nightmare Revisited album. And this one from Korn is typical Korn sound. It's almost comical, or like they're doing a parody of the song. Okay, and the other big hitter song from the film, of course, is What's This? And I have four songs here for you, so let's get started with Fallout Boy with their version, which isn't on the Nightmare Revisited album. It's their own individual cut.
What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? What's this? What's this? There's something very wrong. What's this? There's people singing songs. And this version from a band called Flyleaf. I'd never heard of Flyleaf before, so obviously after a quick YouTube uh, view and a bit of a Google search, I found out that they are a rock band formed in Bell County in Texas in 2002. And uh, this is certainly a dark take on the song. I'd love to hear what you think of this version. And again we have the artist known as Nate Wants to Battle. Nate dropped this in 2015 on YouTube with just over 3 million views. And to round this one out, we have YouTuber again, uh, Palek. It seems to be that with a lot of these guys, if you do one Nightmare Before Christmas song, you tend to do all the Nightmare Before Christmas songs, or at least the top three. So here's his version of What's This. Bit of a warning, if you've got your headphones up loud, I would probably turn them down a little bit because he does come into this one pretty strong. Or at least, don't get a fright. And once again, we've got voice play with their version to round out this segment. What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? What's this? What's this? There's something very wrong. What's this? There's people singing songs. What's this? The streets are lined with little creatures laughing. Everybody seems so happy. Have I possibly gone daffy? What is this? What's this? What, seriously? What is this? Ew. There's children throwing snowballs instead of throwing heads. They're busy building toys and absolutely no one's dead. There's frost on every window. I can't believe my eyes. And in my bones I feel the warmth that's coming from inside. Oh look, what's this? They're hanging mistletoe. One of the more interesting songs I think from the movie is Oogie Boogie's song. 
this one gets trapped in your head like an earworm and you end up singing it for hours on end. So, in saying that, let's get hold of some of the versions that people have copied. So I have five of those to go through, starting with a band called Tiger Army from Nashville and they bring a rockabilly feel to the song. So you're the one everybody's talking about <laughs> You're joking, you're joking I can't believe my eyes You're joking me, you've gotta be This can't be the right guy He's ancient, he's ugly I don't know which is worse I might just split a seam now If I don't die laughing first When Mr. Oogie Boogie says There's trouble close at hand You better pay attention Next up we have a flamingo Latin infused style by a couple called Rodrigo and Gabriela. They're in a Mexican acoustic guitar duo. It's an instrumental, and here is their take on Oogie Boogie Song. is on the Nightmare Revisited album as well. And also from YouTube is a version from Jonathan Young. Uh, Jonathan brings a very heavy take to the song and in fact it's actually off an album called Villains which are songs that have been sung by Disney villains like Shiny, You're Only Second Rate, Savages, Trust In Me, Toxic Love and a whole bunch more. So let's have a listen. a electro swing version which is by something called Coco Drops. I'm not sure if that is actually an artist or just a YouTube channel name but I did like this version quite a bit. Mistaken, I think Oogie Boogie's song has been the song so far that has come to us with quite a few different styles instead of either being all heavy or all soft. We've got a bit of a mixture here, so we'll carry on. And to round this one out is our good old mate's voice play back again, and here is their version of Oogie Boogie's song. By the way, I'm having a lot of fun saying Oogie Boogie, so here we go. <sighs> uh, uh. 
Jaws, huh? Ooh, I'm really scared. So you're the one everybody's talking about. <laughs> you're joking. You're joking. I can't believe my eyes. You're joking me. You gotta be. This can't be the right guy. Just split a seam now if I don't die laughing first. Mr. Oogie Boogie says this trouble close at hand. You better pay attention now, cause I'm the boogie man. And if you aren't shaking, there's something very wrong. Cause this may be the last time you hear the boogie song. Next up, we have Jack's Lament, as sung by the All-American Rejects. I don't know about you, but I think this song has lost its magic since being changed from the original. But you may like it. There are few who deny at what I do I am the best For my talents are renowned far and wide When it comes to surprises in the moonlit night I excel without ever even trying With the slightest little effort of my ghost-like charms I have seen grown men give out a shriek with the wave of my hand and a well-placed moan, I have swept the very bravest of the feet. And that song is also on the Nightmare Revisited album, as well as this one. This is Amina with the Dr. Frankenstein slash In the Forest, also off the same album. This is one of those weird and bizarre songs. This is Town Meeting Song by the Polyphonic Spree, also from the same album. And as you'll probably agree, this one is quite a bit left field and stands out all by itself. This song comes in at just under 10 minutes long. When you listen to it, it is a lot or a mix between the likes of early David Bowie and maybe Pink Floyd. I find the song extremely interesting to listen to. It's worth listening to the whole 10 minutes. I struggled actually to get an interesting one minute's worth for the podcast because there's so many interesting one minute lots. So what you're about to hear obviously is just a snippet, but I really, really engage you to go and hunt this one out. Even if it's just this one song on YouTube, have a listen. You won't regret it. Why? How? 
Now we have a couple of Jack and Sally montage covers. So the first one is the Vitamin String Quartet. So this will bring us down from the psychedelic experience that we've just had and enjoy this classical version which actually fits perfectly within this album and within the film. This one is from a couple called The Hound and The Fox, who are YouTube sensations. In fact, do you get the feeling that there is a lot more talent out on YouTube than there is in the actual music industry? This was released in 2018 and has just under 500,000 views, and I would have thought it would have more, so have a listen. I sense there's something in the wind that feels like Tragedies at hand, and though I'd like to stand by him, can shake this feeling that I have. The worst is just around the bend, and as he of the offerings of the song so we have four more to go and the next one is a song called nabbed by the yoshida brothers once again also off the nightmare revisited album is Sally's song. Now this one is from Amy Lee, the lead singer of Evanescence and I feel this song must have been written with her voice in mind. It just fits perfectly. I sense there's something in the wind that feels like tragedy Feelings for him. 
And here we have the plain white tees singing Poor Jack. And I think I'd, well, I would hope you would agree that the lead singer's voice fits Jack's personality quite well as well. What have I done? What have I done? How could I be so blind? All is lost. Where was I? Spoiled all. Spoiled all. Everything's gone all wrong. What have I done? What have I done? Find a deep cave to hide in In a million years they'll find me Only dust and a plaque That reads here lies poor old Jack So this is Dwayne from the future and I had actually finished recording the whole episode and I was just about to start editing when my son came in his name is James he came in and said what are you doing so I explained the episode to him he said so what about Jake Munro's version so I knew Jake Munro from YouTube he he's a blogger and he puts makeup on and sings and does gaming and weird stuff and swears and drinks and whatnot and uh, apparently he does a version of Jack's Lament so I'm going to insert that into here. The audio might sound different because it's recorded a slightly different time to the rest of the episode. Like I say, this is me from the future, putting it in halfway through the recording from the past. So here we go, Jake Munro. There are few who deny it. What I do, I am the best. For my talents are renowned far and wide. When it comes to surprises in the moonlit night, I excel without ever even trying. With the slightest little effort of my ghost-like charms, I have seen grown men give out a shriek. With a wave of my hand and a well-placed moan, I have swept the very bravest off their feet. Yet year after year, it's the same routine, and I grow so weary of the sound of screams. And I, Jake, the pumpkin king, have grown so tired, the same old thing. Oh, so. And the final song to round out this whole segment is from YouTube, a person titled Man on the Internet. And this is Jack's Obsession. And you'll agree that the lead singer sounds a lot like Jack himself. But I assure you it isn't. Christmas time is buzzing in my skull Will it let me be? I cannot tell There are so many things I cannot grasp When I think I've got it, then at last Through my bony fingers it does slip Like a snowflake in a fiery grip Something's here I'm not quite getting Though I try, I keep forgetting Like a memory long since past Here in an instant, gone in a flash What does it mean? What does it mean? In these little bric-a-brac A secret's waiting to be cracked These dolls and toys confuse me so Confound it all, I love it though Simple objects, nothing more But something's hidden through a door Though I do not have the key Something's there I cannot see What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? 
And there we have it. Now, I know I think I've missed out one or two minor songs from the album, and I know I certainly didn't find all the covers that were out there on the internet to do with the other songs. So if there are ones that I've missed that you really want to share with everyone, just comment on the show notes for this episode, and I will get them out there for everyone to have a listen to. And finally, everything worked out just fine. Christmas was saved, though there wasn't much time. But after that night, things were never the same. Each holiday now knew the other one's name. And though that one Christmas things got out of hand, I'm still rather fond of that skeleton man. So, many years later, I thought I'd drop in. And there was old Jack, still looking quite thin, with four or five skeleton children at hand, playing strange little tunes in their xylophone band. And I asked old Jack, do you remember the night when the sky was so dark and the moon shone so bright? When a million small children pretending to sleep nearly didn't have Christmas at all, so to speak. And would, if you could, turn that mighty clock back to that long fateful night now? Think carefully, Jack. Would you do the whole thing all over again, knowing what you know now? knowing what you knew then. And he smiled, like that old pumpkin king that I knew, then turned and asked softly of me, Wouldn't you? How was that? Did you guys enjoy that? I hope you found some new songs to listen to, maybe to add to your Christmas songs this year. However, that's not the end of the episode. We've still got two more features to get to so as mentioned earlier on at the start of the podcast this one is a song that was suggested by the listener benji pearson this song is a mashup from the songs come little children and the hanging tree sung by peter hollands and bailey palkin both singers are on youtube peter covers a lot of different styles of songs and has quite the following with over two and a half million subscribers i've been following peter now for about a year He's very good and extremely entertaining. Bailey also covers a wide range of styles and in particular has a great version of Wonderful Christmas Time, which I should have included on the episode about that song, and Please Come Home for Christmas and Come Fly Me to the Moon. I'll put a link to the show notes to both their YouTube channels. Go check them out. You won't regret it. So here's the song. Come little children, I'll take thee away Into a land of enchantment Come little children, the time's come to play Here in my garden of shadows Follow sweet children I'll show thee the way Through all the pain and the sorrows Weep not, poor children For life is this way Murdering beauty and passions Are you, are you Coming to the tree The strong a man they say you murdered three strange things did happen here no stranger would it be if we met at midnight in the hanging tree How's that for a beautiful song? And their voices just totally match each other. So once again, I'll put links to their YouTube channels in the show notes, so please go check them out. And thanks again, Benji, for the recommendation. Right, so one of the podcasts that I've been listening to for a while is called Strong Songs, and that was put on to me by Todd Killian from the Christmas Clatter podcast. And the episode in particular that he put me on to is what I'm going to play for you today. And thank you again, Kurt, for permission to use some of your podcast in my podcast. 
So as mentioned, the host of Strong Songs is Kirk Hamilton. And Kirk plays many instruments and can sing and has quite an extensive musical background. And due to his understanding of music, he really dives into the songs in detail that really open up the songs. And as well as just supplying the background of a song, he really goes into the detail on what makes the song special and what makes the songs work. So what I'm going to play for you now is a snippet from his Making Christmas episode, which of course is about the song Making Christmas from The Nightmare Before Christmas. And Kirk goes into great detail on what makes this song and the rest of the songs in the movie all tie together and also bring in influences from outside. So his episode is 50 minutes long. I'll put a link to his podcast in the show notes. So go and check it out. I'm sure you'll love it. In fact... I bet once you listen to this episode, you'll end up listening to the rest of his episodes. So here I'll play about 12 minutes worth. So I encourage you to go and check out the rest of the episode. It is extremely interesting on how Danny Elfman's mind works when he's composing songs for movies like this. So once again, here we are, Kirk Hamilton talking about making Christmas. organ is one of the only instruments that you play with both your hands and your feet, second in popularity probably only to the drum set. The top keyboard looks like a piano keyboard, but down low is what's called a pedal keyboard, and you play it with your feet. I have enough trouble with the piano and just the one pedal, so the idea of organ pedals is way beyond me, but that's just me. Let's ask the horns what they think. Strong Songs, a podcast about music. I'm your host, Kirk Hamilton, and I'm so glad that you joined me to talk about music played on piano keyboards and music played on pedal keyboards and sometimes music played on computer keyboards. It's almost Halloween, and we've got a trick-or-treat-tacular strong song for you this episode. It also features quite a bit of organ. So sit back, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show. get into this episode's strong song which is being published the day before halloween that spookiest scariest and usually sweetest holiday there is when i saw that i was going to have an episode coming out the day before halloween i knew there was really only one thing that i could focus on one of my favorite movies one of my favorite musicals from one of my favorite composers and the song that i want to talk about from that musical is not actually specifically about halloween it's actually about another holiday But then again, that's sort of the whole point of the movie. What song am I talking about? What musical? What composer? What mixing of two well-known holidays? Well, it could only really be one thing, couldn't it? Making Christmas, making Christmas. That's right, it's time to visit with Jack Skellington and the rest of the gang from Halloween Town as they do their best to recreate an entirely different holiday in the classic 1993 movie The Nightmare Before Christmas. All together, that's and this with all our tricks, I've been excited to talk about this movie and to go more in-depth with composer Danny Elfman's music for quite a while. So with all my tricks, I am going to be making a Strong Songs episode out of Making Christmas. The song Making Christmas, of course, being the fulcrum point in the middle of the 1993 animated film. It's basically a story of a bored god who causes a lot of trouble and learns to stay in his lane. So, you know, really relatable stuff. When I saw this movie, I was about 13 years old. I saw it in theaters. This was before Disney had picked it up in re issued it before it had become a staple of Halloween and Christmas and beloved by children everywhere. It was just this strange looking movie in movie theaters that I went and saw with my dad because I thought it would be cool, but I didn't really know what it was that drew me to it. When I walked out of the theater, I knew exactly what drew me to this movie, and it was the music. Danny Elfman's songs and score were the first time I can remember sitting in a movie theater and thinking, this, this is what I like. (laughs) 
It wasn't exactly that I hadn't heard anything like it before, I definitely had heard something like it before in late 80s Tim Burton movies like Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands and Batman and Batman Returns. I had even heard it, without maybe realizing it, in the theme song from this hot new cartoon everyone was talking about, The Simpsons. In other words, I was familiar with the music of Danny Elfman, even if I didn't fully know him by name, but this was the first time I can just remember sitting in the theater, and it was during that music you just heard. It's the Christmas Eve montage when Jack finally takes his sleigh out and almost completely ruins Christmas for everybody. When that music played during that sequence, I just remember being so captivated by it, and it's a crystal clear memory for me, really, even all these years later. So The Nightmare Before Christmas will always occupy a special place in my heart. I think that it does for a lot of people. This is beyond a cult classic. At this point, it's just kind of a classic. A lot of people love it. I know that my two nieces love it, which makes me so, so happy that they uh, that they like this movie. I hope that they're listening to this episode and that it will help them appreciate the music even more. So when I went into this, I knew I wanted to do a song from The Nightmare Before Christmas, and I thought that it would be a challenge to decide which song to pick. The last episode I did about a musical was about Lin-Manuel Miranda's Hamilton, and that one, you know, Satisfied wound up being a good one to pick because it kind of had a whole lot of the motifs and themes and musical ideas that then float around for the rest of the musical. But there are definitely a lot of other songs from that musical I could have picked because most musicals tend to work as these, you know, much bigger pictures, these collections of songs that actually interweave a bunch of ideas, more so even than albums or really even concept albums a lot of the time. So uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas is very similar. There are these really strong motifs that Elfman weaves throughout the whole musical. And I thought it'd be tricky, you know, do I do This Is Halloween? Do I do Jack's Lament? You know, which song do I pick? And then I kind of listened to the whole soundtrack from start to finish. And it was extremely clear that Making Christmas is the song to focus on for this musical. As I mentioned, it's a fulcrum point, both musically and narratively. Narratively, in terms of the story, it's a fulcrum point because it's where Jack and his minions set about kind of making their weird, creepy, off-brand Christmas, which is really the whole story, you know, that's the whole thing, is what if the people from Halloween made Christmas, and that happens in this song. It's sort of what gets us from the first half, which is Jack discovering Christmas and figuring out what makes it tick and realizing what he wants to do, and the second half, which is him actually enacting his plan and realizing what a huge mistake he's made. Musically, it's also a bit of a fulcrum because it brings together so many of the different ideas and elements that make this movie sound so cool, that make it so special. It introduces the most iconic and, I would say, important musical motif of the entire movie. It's actually a motif that puts an earlier character theme in a slightly different light. And it takes the two defining musical energies of this whole movie. Of course, those energies being the musical energy of Christmas and the musical energy of Halloween. And it places them right up against one another for an extended instrumental sequence that I think is just brilliant. It's a great piece of music from a great musical, and I am excited to dig into it with you all today. Let's start at the very beginning. Making Christmas begins with a very small collection of instruments playing a single motif that just happens to be the most important motif in the entirety of The Nightmare Before Christmas. Alright, so there it is. Over on the left, you have what sounds to me like the strings. I think it's the violins playing pizzicato, it's called, which is when you pluck a violin instead of bowing it, as usual. And over on the right is the harp, and we have this kind of cool ping-ponging effect as they bounce that motif back and forth between them. It creates a pretty cool stereo effect that really could just be that the harp was over on one side of the stage and the strings were over on the other side. So, of course, those notes are the main motif of this song. Bum, 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 making Christmas. We're in B minor, but I am not actually going to trace all of the key changes in this. There are so many key changes. If you remember when I talked about the Simpsons theme back on our Strong TV Songs Animated Edition episode, there were so many key changes in that, and it just kept kind of blowing my mind how often Elfman likes to change keys. He does that in this piece, too, and I'll I'll highlight it maybe a couple times, but I don't want to get sidetracked just going through constant key changes because there are so many. But... We do start in B minor with that motif, bum, 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 which is just three, two, three, one in B minor. 
making Christmas. Oh man, there's already so much cool stuff going on in this arrangement. Danny Elfman is the master of the woodwinds. We'll talk about some of the woodwinds in a minute. But first off, just on the concept of a motif as a refresher for anyone, you know, I'm using that word a lot. I'm going to use the word that word a lot on this episode. And what is a motif? So I can really just explain it in terms of how I use it. And I use it sort of interchangeably with the idea of a theme or a character theme. A motif is usually a short melody that is then associated with a character or an event or a place. And every time you see that place or that character talks, you'll maybe hear that musical motif woven into the music underneath them or their main kind of identifying song. You know, the main melody will be defined by it. Back on the episode about Satisfied from Hamilton, of course, that song did so much with the various themes for different characters, Eliza's theme and Angelica's theme and Alexander Hamilton's theme. That musical is like a masterclass in how to use motifs interestingly. So The Nightmare Before Christmas is definitely not short on motifs. There have been several really important ones introduced before Making Christmas, and then Making Christmas, as I mentioned, is kind of a fulcrum that introduces the most important motif. So let me recap the motifs so far, which will also help me kind of recap the story so far, just in case anyone out there doesn't know the story of The Nightmare Before Christmas. The first motif that is introduced, of course, is the theme for This Is Halloween, which is a motif that kind of stands in for Halloween throughout the rest of the movie. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, After that, we hear Jack's Lament, which introduces Jack's motif. Oh, somewhere deep inside of these bones, an emptiness began to grow. He then discovers the magical grove of trees that transports him to Christmas Town, where we hear What's This, which is another major motif. It's kind of the motif of discovery and joy as Jack discovers Christmas and experiences something new for the first time in probably forever. What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? couple other motifs. Of course, we get Kidnap the Sandy Claus as Jack sends the troublesome trick-or-treaters lock, shock, and barrel off to kidnap Mr. Santa Claus so that Jack can take over and do Christmas for him. Kidnap the Sandy Claus, lock him up tight. Throw away the key and then turn up all the lights. And of course, there's Sally's theme, a really lovely melody that plays when Sally gets to sing her song later in the musical, but of course accompanies her throughout the whole thing and is another important motif. Really beautiful singing by Catherine O'Hara there. It's fun to think that an actress I've seen in so many comedies would be so good in this kind of classic goth ingenue role. You know, Sally kind of doesn't get the most to do in this movie. And there we have one hour episode for Halloween 2020. I hope you enjoyed me bringing all these songs to you and once again I really really hope that you find a few that you want to add to your Christmas canon list and I'm really glad I was able to get to record an episode this month. So as mentioned at the top of the episode the proposed episode for Frosty the Snowman will now play sometime between now and Christmas and hopefully we'll get back to our regular recording schedule and I'm still hoping to get an episode weekly in December. On a side note, I am going to be in hospital on the 24th of November getting a knee replacement and I will endeavour to get an episode out before then uh, because for probably two or three weeks after that I won't feel too much like doing anything. Uh, If I do, it might be a great time to do researching and hopefully be able to record some more episodes. So don't forget to check out all the links to everything that I've showcased here today in the show notes. Don't forget to share the podcast. If you rate the podcast on Facebook or iTunes, I will send you a sticker for free. Um, with their way, you can add it to all the other Christmas podcast stickers that you may already have, or use mine as your first, and then you can start collecting the others. So thank you again for listening. And as usual, be excellent to each other and rock on. So let's bring this down a little. Um, Let's do voice play.
The voice plate is in is a <laughs> the first list a little bit of background about Kurt. So Kurt is a multi intralist 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 